What is up, everybody? Welcome to Marvel Standem. I am your host, Party Mike Cicchini, the editor-in-chief of denofgeek.com. And with me every week for all time and always, I have Den of Geek News and Features editor Kirsten Howard and Den of Geek TV editor Alec Bajalid. Katie Burt is on vacation, so wish her well, everybody. So... This week, we have a very different, extremely lighthearted episode of What If? And this is What If Thor Was an Only Child? And we are introduced to Party Thor, the kind of like surfer bro, party dude that Thor would have been if maybe he didn't ever feel the need to become a hero. Kirsty, why don't you tell us what happened here? In episode 7, we find out what would have happened if Thor had grown up without Loki around, as Odin chose to return him to the Frost Giants instead of raising him as his own. Turns out that the God of Thunder would have become a party prince, and around the time of the first Thor movie, he brings the revelry to Earth for the party to end all parties. Jane Foster and Darcy Lewis are pulled into Thor's orbit, and Jane falls for him all over again. Meanwhile, Darcy marries Howard the Duck in a drunken Las Vegas wedding. S.H.I.E.L.D. calls on Captain Marvel to make Thor take his party elsewhere, but a battle between the two ends with little progress. Jane decides to knock Thor out to Frigga, and Thor cleans up his act just in time before she arrives to give him a proper bollocking. But what looks to be the first real happy ending of the show is thwarted at the last minute when a portal opens, and Ultron appears wielding all six Infinity Stones. Yeah, that about covers it. I was pleasantly surprised by Howard the Duck in particular, and I have to say, I am now obsessed with the idea that Darcy's name is now actually legally Darcy the Duck. Uh, So, (laughs) what what did you two think about this episode? I enjoyed it. I'm really enjoying the diversity in tones in all these episodes. Uh, I feel like that was my big hope for this series, because what if is such an open-ended concept? Uh, And we've gotten literally, we've gotten the ultimate destruction of the universe like three or four times. And now we've also just gotten Chris Hemsworth just having a ball drinking beer. Until the end, of course. But, like, the vast majority of this episode is just dudes being dudes, having a great time. And I really enjoyed it. Captain Marvel is strangely one of my favorite MCU characters. Even though I didn't like her movie that much, I just love what Brie Larson does with her and what the thing is do- what the whole universe is doing with her and that they're kind of almost leaning in to the sophomoric fan complaints of her being a killjoy and just like a typical just like camp counselor who comes in and stops everybody's fun to me that's fun like they're it's working for them it's working for this and i had fun and i enjoyed the episode i had a great time watching this episode i mean when i think about all the horrors that the mcu has put thor and loki through I think it's fine for them just to spend a cool half hour just having having fun, having a party, just getting drunk and, and chilling. That sounds fine to me. Also taking into consideration the last few episodes of this series, which have been really downbeat or horrifying in a number of ways. So it felt like a nice bit of relief. Uh, I absolutely hated this episode. I hated every minute of this episode that Howard the Duck or Captain Marvel were not on screen. It was the kind of humor that um, like, has just never really sat well with me. It feels like recent episodes of The Simpsons, like basically the last 20 seasons of The Simpsons. Uh, I did not appreciate the, the Homer Simpsoning slash Peter Griffining of Thor. Uh, it felt like it felt like just like an endless 
SNL skit, and SNL is painful to watch. That's why I especially loved Captain Marvel showing up and and being a killjoy because I was like, yes, like please, like like get this under control. And also that costume is so good. Like once again, I think Captain Marvel has the best costume in the MCU. They did some really great dynamic stuff with her. You know, there's that great like uppercut that she gives Thor, which is just another perfect like comic book fight panel kind of moment. Um, and this is like, I mean, look. She had that great moment in Endgame, right? But, like, otherwise, she hasn't really had a lot to do since her movie, which is now, like, I mean, we're going on three years now, right? So I really appreciated having her get the spotlight here. Um, I hope I hope we get more with her. Uh, this is another character that I think could just work really well, like, as an animated series in general. And now I'm super hyped at the prospect that maybe she'll, maybe she'll cameo in the Ms. Marvel uh, Disney Plus series as well. Maybe it just comes down to personal preference on this one because the the, the Homer Simpsoning and the Peter Griffining you, has like close to a hundred percent success rate with me. Um, maybe I'm just a caveman, but I just the uh, when when men in in comedies are incredibly stupid and selfish and short sighted. And then they just need powerful women to put them <laughs> in the place that speaks to me on some weird uh, lizard brain level. So I appreciated that element of it. Um, and I also just maybe think visually it was interesting. Uh, maybe we shouldn't unpack that. <laughs> no, I think we should. I think I should derail the whole episode and we should figure this out and why I'm like this. Not to go too much further into it, but that dynamic kind of works for Thor and Jane in this. Um, I feel like their chemistry here, and maybe just because, you know, we're so far into the MCU and these actors have so much better handle on their characters, but I feel like the chemistry was pretty fun and intense between animated Natalie Portman and animated Chris Hemsworth. More so than the original Thor movie, at least. And it got me particularly excited for Love and Thunder. I'm a little bit worried about Love and Thunder because I feel like they're going to push that romance even further and you know if it doesn't work then there might be a problem i did appreciate um a couple of the uh like a couple of the the quieter jokes in the episode in particular when jane wakes up wearing a shirt that says vegas baby which uh is a nod to john favreau's swingers the movie that put him on the map vegas baby vegas and of course then he went on to direct uh, MCU starter Iron Man and, uh, you know, and recently got eaten by zombies in an episode of What If. So it's nice to, uh, it's nice when you have like little tiny callbacks like that. And just like the sheer scope of the cast of characters here. I feel like there were characters on screen at points that I should have recognized and didn't. Guardians are there to some degree, like the Ravagers are around, you know, and then there there were like a couple characters that I was squinting at trying to figure out who they were. Like most of these episodes, some of my favorite stuff is the ones where like they subtly expand the actual canon of the MCU as well, you know, like just like with the Killmonger episode, you know, it's like it is a cool glimpse at you know, Wakanda during phase one era MCU, you know what I mean? There's all these like little ways where you get glimpses of what could be canon or would be canon or is canon to some degree. With this, it's Frost Giant Loki, you know, who we've certainly never seen at full size. Like we've gotten like little glimpses 
of his frost giant nature from time to time. But like, like it's great seeing like, no, this is actually what Loki is is kind of supposed to be. Um, and like, and that's the entire episode with him. And I just think that's a really neat addition to MCU canon, and it's something that we can kind of like take back with us when we're watching him. You know, whether it's in his own series, whether we're rewatching older MCU projects, uh, it's neat being reminded that this is Loki's true nature. And they could have made uh, Frost Giant Loki quite scary and intimidating, but actually, he's just a bro, isn't he? He doesn't have like the you know the, the inferiority complex that he has uh in in the main mcu like dude has his birthright as like you know future king of the frost giants uh and thor's just his best buddy not somebody he has to live up to and uh it's it's nice although you know i've heard this complaint from you know from from fans out there and from some of my friends marvel continues to sand the sharp edges off its characters and we've talked about this with doctor strange we've talked about this with spider-man we've talked about this with tony stark loki is a villain and this is one more step towards them making just the very concept of loki much more cuddly uh than we you know than he was certainly first made out to be uh, in the MCU, let alone the more mustache twirly, like horn sharpeny uh, Loki of the comics. I think that's a, just a byproduct of dealing with real live human beings. Because I mean, you can bend a character to your will in the comics. That's at the mercy of the illustrator, the inker, and the writer. Uh, but Tom Hiddleston's just too gosh darn handsome for this, and he's just too charming. Um, people are complicated beasts, so I think Marvel's characters are on screen are just intend to become more complicated and less, you know, mustache twirly. I'm fine with it, but I understand. Uh, I'm sorry that you nerds have lost something so precious. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I think, I think screen Loki is a far more nuanced and interesting character than, than comics Loki was at least for the first at least for the first 40 years of that character's existence in comics. I'm not, I'm not complaining about that, but, you know, there just, there just is very little peril or danger with these characters, and nobody is allowed to, um, you know, it's kind of indulge in their dark side for very long in the MCU. But that being said, Frost Giant Loki is a good time. How did you guys feel about the fast romance between Darcy and Howard the Duck? Do I have to talk about it again? <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Howard showing up was, was an enormously pleasant surprise. Once again, this is a character that, in contexts like this, is best used kind of sparingly and as a pleasant surprise. But I have to wonder, like, the more they put Howard in front of us, the more I wonder if they have other plans for Howard. I would not be shocked if Howard the Duck somehow played an enormous role in whatever what-ifs uh, multiversal war they're setting up with our big bad, who was revealed this week. Well, that's a perfect way to talk about that ending. Kirsty. you want to start on this? Well, <laughs> we got Infinity Ultron, really cool version of Ultron with all six Infinity Stones, obviously a very dangerous individual. In the comics, I don't think he's ever had the stones, as far as I know. I know they did a What If Age of Ultron, where he did battle a lot of people in the f sort of final issues. So 
and we have had like a what if where the Silver Surfer had the Infinity Gauntlet but this is a sort of a gentle mashup between the two um, he also has the Vision's body from Age of Ultron in the final moments of this episode it, it will be interesting to see what happens it definitely feels like this is coming back for the finale if not before so I'm looking forward to it is this Ultron from the timeline of the episode that we had just been watching? Or is this an Ultron from another timeline who is using the power of the Infinity Stones to go from timeline to timeline, uh, conquering and wreaking havoc? The latter, because this episode takes place around the time of the first Thor movie, and Ultron didn't come along until quite a bit later, so he is uh, multiverse hopping as far as we can tell. I think um, Ultron just looks so cool. <laughs> he looks like a Digimon. He looks like... They Digivolve together to become... Ultron. Like Omnimon <laughs> or like Gallantmon or something with his big lance. Um, and I'm just excited for whatever comes with Ultron from like a purely childlike action figure perspective. If we have a multiversal threat in an infinity-powered Ultron slash Vision, uh, that we're going to need a multiversal team of Avengers to, uh, to take him down. So what have we got here? We know there's Captain Carter. You know, in theory, there is the, uh, the, the crazed Doctor Strange who lost everything. Uh, there's Party Thor... Potentially Howard the Duck. Like I, I have to, I have to imagine that Howard will find his way into that team somehow. Uh, who else do we think can can join the party here? Two T'Challas. Ooh, yes, particularly Star Lord T'Challa. We have Scott Lang's head in a jar. Probably can't yes. do too much damage, but <laughs> who knows? We have Zombie Lee and Peter Parker. That's an Avengers team, folks. Uh, like, and in theory, there's got to be one Tony Stark somewhere in the multiverse who survives. You know, we could have uh, you know anime Appleseed Army commanding uh, Killmonger as part of that, like furthering the Killmonger as cool anti-hero narrative that we got last week. That's a team I could get behind. I'd like to see this. And that is it for another episode of Marvel Standom, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. We will be back next week going into detail on everything the MCU multiverse has to offer. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Did you know that we're on Spotify? You can get us as a podcast there. We're finally on Apple Podcasts too, folks, so don't miss us. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Marvel Standom. We're also at Den of Geek US and at Den of Geek. Go straight to our web home at denofgeek.com and you can get all of our Marvel coverage at denofgeek.com slash marvel we'll see you soon folks thanks so much for watching and that is it for another episode of marvel standom thanks for watching everybody we will be back next week going into detail on everything the mcu multiverse has to offer alec you just made me laugh i knew it i knew when i did it like i went too far you that time do that to me. <laughs> i won't move an inch i want to <laughs> you gotta knock that shit off man <laughs>